One of the biggest questions that our RV buyers and owners have is what is the difference between the different RV refrigerator technologies out there. There's some old school kind, they're the heat exchange type, and then the new kid on the block, it's compressor. And then you got these terms thrown out there like two-way, three-way, electric only, and things like that. And some of them are good, some of them are bad. We brought a professional, an expert, and a general know-it-all, Cody, back onto the podcast. Welcome back, Cody. <laughs> Thanks, Clint. I appreciate that general know-it-all there joke you throw around. <laughs> Welcome to the RV Small Talk Podcast, where we'll talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and people, places, and adventures that go right along with them. We are your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I am Clint. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Cody. Good luck with that. <laughs> Don't forget, you can check out the show notes for all of our previous episodes at rvsmalltalk.com, and you can find us on social media if you just look up RV Small Talk. That's us. And we are also on YouTube. Go there, like, subscribe to that channel, and you're good to go. Lindsay, you have some, some wishes and what's with podcast listeners, right? I, I wish... I wish on the brightest star in the sky that our podcast listeners would um, join us at the Texas Tiny Trailer Rally for one. Okay. Um, and for two, that they would get up on Apple Podcasts, give us a uh, give us a review, review, a rating. Uh, let us know. You know how we're doing. Any episodes you want to hear in the future? Any ideas? Any questions? Um, that's the place to do it. That that's my wish. I hope you get your wish. Thank you. Um, every year on my birthday, when I blow out the candles, that's that's the one that's thing. What I wish <laughs> that's for. what comes to mind. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get into this podcast, Cody. Um, let's talk refrigerators today. Cool. Awesome. Sometimes cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And cool. and we brought you in because it is another 100 plus degree day out there. And I pulled you out of a unit that you're working on out, out in the heat. Are you yes. working on a fridge? I'm not currently. Uh, uh. But currently is the is the key here because he is working on a electrical system. Yeah. On a trailer. Yeah. Doing a lithium setup. But I yeah. feel like. I mean, I'm on the opposite side of the building. I'm over over here, services over there. There's a wall between us. But I keep hearing the word fridge in all of our meetings and every time I go to the service department yeah. from customers. Is is there a recall going on? What's why why all the fridge talk? Um not to my knowledge of any recalls. Um, but all the fridge talk is because we've got fridges not um not working. Is that because we're talking of, like two, two hundred? Uh, no, I think we're up in the neighborhood of around ten at this point. But it all happens so fast. We keep getting calls of fridges not working. Is That's that because correct. we're having an abnormally hot summer in Texas? Like they are actually typical fridge issues just the way they are and it's just been hot and people that's, are experiencing it to a certain level that's what i was thinking is that it or is it like the customer just calling and saying my fridge doesn't work when in reality it's working the best it can when it's 110 okay, so outside of those 10 it, it's going to be a mixture of that yeah for sure so you're going to have some that you know when it's 110 outside 115 they just don't stay as cold as you want them to like your fridge at home yeah, would stay. Fr right, exactly. Do any now we haven't jumped into the type of 
for just yeah, we haven't yet. talked about type shit. However, is there just quick data point? Is there one that is doing better in the heat? One particular type, whether it be heat exchange, compressor, compressor is doing better. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So we'll get into what that means later. Um, what repairs on refrigerators have been done in our shop in the past month or so? Uh, we have done anywhere from control boards to heating elements to entire refrigerators, cooling units only. I mean, it's been anything and everything. So it's not just one problem across the board. Uh, we have been doing a lot more cooling units um, than f other components, but primarily, yeah, primarily probably it, cooling units. Is it one manufacturer? Sorry, you can call them out. We don't um, have any sponsors. It's true, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I would say that we've probably actually seen more Norcold issues this summer. Huh. Now, I've noticed this. Just to back a little away from refrigerators, these problems that come up sometimes come in waves. So this is refrigerators. They you do. said Absolutely. saying it's, it's a little bit more Norcold, but we see waves of refrigerators or air conditioners or water axles heaters. or yeah. water heaters. So what what what's going on when we see these little like seasons of a group Wait. of components. Yeah, it's 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 going to be somewhere. <laughs> if it's a season where we see like a certain issue with maybe one brand of something having mm -hmm. the same issue, it's going to be somewhere in production. It's going to be some key component that occurred somewhere in the production line that just didn't pan out. Okay. Like maybe maybe something that was built in the, you know, in the factory could be here, could be in China, who knows. Maybe they changed the material they're making it out of, a different type of metallurgy, a different plastic doohickey. Could have had the wrong mixture of ammonia and water. Do and hickey? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know what a doohickey is, but there's lots of them I hear. So. All right, so it could be anything, but usually at the manufacturing stage. And then it's manufactured, shipped on a boat and trucks and trains and oh my, what it ends up at multiple RV manufacturers, Forest River products, Thor products, the smaller products that brands that make only one thing, all these things show up. And then just regular distribution ports, warehouses as well. Okay. Okay, hence the reason it can be across all brands, but it mm -hmm. all happens to be the season of refrigerators. Yeah, I just think that uh, people tend to see more issues in the summer. Okay. It's kind of like batteries. You you see more battery issues in the heat of the summer and the cold of the winter mm -hmm. than, you know, spring and fall. So it's, it's, the, it's the extreme seasons. Yeah, it's the extreme seasons. Okay. Um, is there a is there a component of this that is um, maybe at the RV manufa manufacturing stage where things aren't going together? Maybe the maybe the component the refrigerator is perfectly fine, but well, the refrigerator itself is just a box with insulation. Okay, so it's everything that's on the back. Okay, that has to be working correctly in order for a refrigerator to work. Okay, so you know we've seen some that have caught us off guard where they haven't even had uh, mastic installed when we pulled the cooling unit off. Okay, mastic. Which is like a, it's in a caulk tube, it's applied, it's kind of like a heat transfer type material. Okay. Um, that's supposed to help with the heat exchange between the box and the so if that's cooling not, unit. So if that's not there, the whole part of a heat exchange. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Nothing's exchanging. Exactly. Okay. So we've, we, I don't know, You've we've seen me. some weird stuff. We've, we've <laughs> seen gone. some weird stuff, you know, and you know, a lot of it could be, like I said, maybe the, the ammonia in the water not being 
uh, proportioned cor- correctly. Okay. Or it could be employment issues. You know, everybody's kind of struggling with getting quality and everything back up. Right. And everybody that does everything the right way, they could just be missing steps. So something could be missed. I mean, who knows? Right. There's we don't know what goes on inside that cooling unit and all that because they're non-serviceable. So uh, who knows? Mm, mm, OK, so let's go ahead, go ahead and jump into the types of refrigerators that people are finding or looking for, because some people are actually choosing their RV, making coming down to their last two or three RVs that they're looking at. Mm-hmm. And the refrigerator might be the decision. maker. It was for me. It was for you. Absolutely. OK, so what do you have in your trailer? Well, I, I've got a big fifth wheel, uh, but it's it, it actually has a residential uh, LG in it. Um, a lot of the bigger fifth wheels and, and bigger trailers are running residential branded um, refrigerators these days. Mm-hmm. But the big two, Norcold and Dometic, are producing as well uh, compressor style fridges. So your your fridge at home is, uses a compressor. Right. It doesn't use a heat absorption coil system. Okay. Okay. Uh, with so ammonia. Let's start with there's. Essentially, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know, two types of fridges. Yes. At the at the base of it. Yes. There's an absorption fridge correct. and a compression fridge. Yes. And w- what's the difference? I mean, I kn- so the absorption the absorption fridge uses a mixture of ammonia and water in a cooling what they what we call a cooling unit. Uh, it's like a heat exchanger that actually requires heating the ammonia and water to cool the refrigerator. That just sounds so we're using heat, okay. We're using heat to create cool. Heat, so, okay. Yeah, so we have to heat it, and as the ammonia and the water moves back down through the cooling unit, it actually pulls all the heat out of the refrigerator and freezer makes it cold science man science it's so sciencing and this is this is the traditional way to, to it's do been a man I, they've been doing this for i don't know as long as i can think of an rv yeah what are the headaches and drawbacks of this type now i, I will say there there's sometimes when i'm like yeah, you know what i think i might still consider it so because, like the but, fridge in mine in my trailer is an absorption fridge right i believe so okay just making sure i know what's happening so i you know drawbacks i mean they've been doing them so long they they don't tend to perform as well in super hot weather in my opinion Uh and just from my experience um they can be a fire hazard if you get an ammonia leak um and you're trying to run on propane they that's happened in the past man that was like my very last question here at the bottom of the page was like the question that I keep, so let's just get it out of the way now, I guess. I, what's the answer? Is it safe to run my fridge on oh. propane while I'm driving? Lindsay, what, why? Because. Well, you know. It's what, <laughs> I think, it's what the people want to know. Yeah, it is true. It's what the people know. So I know that the answer isn't straight yes or it's no. It's not a straight yes or no answer. But in, in one sentence, is it safe? Oh, you can't. So you can't I can't because this. so a sense of safety is personal. Okay, so bad things can happen. Yes. Yeah, but you're towing propane down the road anyway. So whether you're running your fridge on propane or not, it could. I but mean, the propane wouldn't be on. Like you're you're turning it on mm-hmm. if you're running the fridge on propane while you're driving. So doesn't that make it more dangerous than just going down the road with a closed propane tank? It's not illegal in Texas. 
Good answer. It's not illegal. Everybody moved to Texas. So don't do that. Don't it do that. is. It is totally going to be. I, I've talked to plenty of people that don't feel comfortable using any type of propane going right. on the road. For me personally, I, don't know if I do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run it. I, it's going to do so much better than if you have a three-way fridge using a 12-volt option. Yes. So if you've got a fridge full of food already, my recommendation is going to be to run it on propane if you still want a fridge if full of food you, when you get somewhere. If you want somewhere. the food to be edible. That's right. However, this is not Princess Craft RV's official stance on the issue. Please Good. use your better judgment. We cannot be held liable for you keeping refrigerator cold. Thank you for that disclaimer. <laughs> uh, so absorption fridges can generally come two-way or three-way. Correct. Two-way meaning they can be used on shore power or mm -hmm. they can be used on propane. Pro propane, correct. And if you have a three-way, then it adds DC power, battery. DC, uh, DC heating element. So you can run your fridge off your battery. Mm, kind of. Uh, Why do you say, I mean. Yeah. So, so. And if you read through probably most of the owner's manuals that are for a three-way refrigerator, it will tell you that the DC mode is what they consider a maintenance mode. Uh, it'll tell you to pre-chill your refrigerator and all of its contents prior to travel. So I can't shove hot food in a Absolutely not and try to cool it off on DC. And try it's to cool it work. off. It is not going to work. Um, and then you can run it on DC during your travel. Um, you know, the, the DC side of a absorption fridge uses a lot of energy um, it consumes a lot of battery it consumes a lot of power to maintain so maintain as in your fridge isn't going to get any colder than it already is but it will maintain the temperature and if you open the door and if you and open it, yeah and it raises the reef the temperature five degrees now you're maintaining you're, staying, you're maintaining at that five degree increase and you're using a lot of your battery a juice in it. order to do that yep and so, people say but i got a charge line right I got a charge line on my tow vehicle. Up. It won't keep up. So for most people, uh, charge lines, factory charge lines are not going to be able to carry the amperage needed to do that. So what is the point of a three-way fridge adding that battery uh, option if it sucks so bad? That You know, I've been asking that same question for a okay, long well, time. Okay, well, I'm just wondering, is there something I'm missing? Like, no, we need a three-way fridge or just they just started making them three-way and now it's here's just Here's my like take on it. It's for the people who are afraid to use propane while driving. Yeah, they That's probably had a, they probably okay. have somewhere across the country. Okay. I'm sure there's somewhere that says you can't run on propane. I'm sure. Absolutely. So what's the other alternative? Just turn it off completely, fill it full of ice jugs. I right. mean, they've, they, they have provided some type of solution. It's just a but it, it, bad it's, solution. It's up, <laughs> it, it's up to the, the owner of that uh, camper to make sure that their tow vehicle is properly equipped to mm -hmm. handle such needs. Okay. Right. Uh, how the other thing I've heard with absorption fridges is you need to be level for them to operate. Oh, yeah. How level are we talking? Is it dangerous to use your fridge when it's not level or will it just not work? It won't work. What's happening? It's not a danger thing. It is a total efficiency and making that thing run. Does it have thing. to do with the 
vinegar or whatever you called it the ammonia, <laughs> the ammonia. <laughs> we're making pickles yeah. uh it, it will have to my, do yeah it's got to do with got the hot on my food food's run i'm having a pickle i mean oh, man. like uh, somebody be cold somebody's oh. got to be the dummy on this show sure <laughs> it, it does it just it, it has to do with the flow of everything through the coo- through the cooling unit it won't work unless it's level right so you need two things to flow, particularly if you're on propane. You need that fro, fro frame? Fro frame. frame. You need the propane to flow correctly, obviously to it, but also you need it to, if you're at an extreme angle, then your pilot light, if you will, might not be hitting the element just right. But also the other efficiency thing is, like you said, the ammonia solution yeah. needs to be able to travel efficiently through whatever that network of tubing is in the back. All yep. the pipes. Yeah. Okay. Maintenance. What kind of maintenance do absorption fridges needed need? I mean, is it something that a consumer needs to do once a year? Or I can mean, I, can I start with mud daubers and spiders? Yeah, that's going to be the biggest. Yeah, and at least in our area. Yeah, absolutely. So putting screens on the outside so the mud daubers don't get in. Is there anything else that people are supposed to do with absorption fridges to keep them? running efficiently yeah i mean they need to clean they need to open up the vents on the backside if if they've got wall vents and and just do a general cleaning you know blow it out with compressed air or something get all the dirt and debris out um like you do with your ac yeah, at just home. just like you do with anything else yeah it just you want to keep it clean because the more crud that piles up because it will in there can eventually affect operations all right we're going to move on to compression fridges but I'm waiting for it. I'm just going to wrap this up in a little bubble because I am learning so much. Okay. Absorption fridges can be two-way, three-way. They can work off of gas. They don't cool as fast or as evenly. You have to be level. And the only maintenance needed is like protecting your vents and stuff. Sure. All right. Okay. Moving on. Compression. Moving on. Go. How does it work? How does it work? Why does it work? So why does it work or how does it work? (laughs) So it's going to operate more like, let's say, your air conditioner in your car. So it's going to actually have a refrigerant in the system that it compresses. And as it moves through the cooling unit, the the refrigerant actually gets cold. So it goes through state changes, temperature changes to create a uh, cooling effect as well. So I may be way off on this, but I liken it to the compressed air cans when you're going to blow out your keyboard or, or okay, whatever. Yeah. And if you just hold down that that nozzle and it just keeps on releasing. That bottle that gets cold. bottle gets really cold. It's because, mm-hmm. of, it's, because it's compressed, but it's starting mm-hmm. to move out at a high rate of speed. Is Correct. that something akin to it? Yeah, kind of. So they have pressure changes good which analogy, would be Clint. causing well, it may that. not be very good we're going to get a comment somewhere that's yeah like, we will Clint I'm you sure. idiot but I'm willing to ask the question I'm willing will. to have you be called an idiot yeah but it, it, it they operate on refrigerant versus ammonia uh, some some formulation whether they're using like R134A or Cipotane or whatever they call okay. it now um, is what they're using okay. so it, it's it just operates a little differently you we're not we're not creating we're not we're not needing heat sources to heat the refrigerant we just compress it and as it goes through state changes it works is is it it more efficient because you're not having to first heat something to cool something to heat something to cool something well i think that's part of it and and the other part of it for me is that there's no exterior vents needed 
Okay. So there's no there's no outside components getting in on the backside of the refrigerator. So you don't have to blow stuff out. There's no bugs. Well, I mean, you're still going to have dust and stuff build up just like you do. But there's no propane, else. so the no bugs propane, aren't attracted to right, it. No propane. There's no necessarily road grime coming right. in. But that means you can't run it on propane. That means you can't <laughs> run it on propane. Oh my God, I'm so smart. <laughs> so, so the setback for people is, okay, well, how do I run my fridge going down the road? Well, they put inverters in them. They put inverters okay. in them that are specifically designed, not specifically designed. The inverter is just installed to run the refrigerator while they're traveling. Okay, but by the same token as the uh, the other style, the older style, it still behooves you to have everything in there nice and cooled off before you actually hit the road. Always a good idea. Because you don't, why would you put yourself through it to run that compressor really hard to mm -hmm. try to cool it off while you're driving? Because my experience, having done exactly that scenario, um, while a refrigerator is cooling down, it is at its least efficient. Efficient. Absolutely. Versus yeah. versus maintaining. Absolutely. Okay. So they don't you don't have to be level. That doesn't matter. Probably not as level. I haven't actually read to say yes or no on that, but they're not going to need to be as level. Okay. My other question, and it might be a real dumb one, but is a compression fridge more efficient on battery than an absorption fridge or they're both? They, yeah. What they, was, what was your pulling? They're both inefficient on battery. What was yours pulling on DC? Do you remember? When it was, when it was, the compressor was running, it was at four. Four amps. Yeah. For your little fridge. So, so yeah. four amps. So on a DC heating element on an absorption fridge, most of them are anywhere from about 12 to 20 amps. Right. Whereas mine was like 4.23. And his is like range. four amps for running a compressor. Right. That's, that's significantly lower. It is. Um, and what I did notice is that, you know, I could get many, many miles down the road that way. However, it was still drawing off of my traditional battery setup mm -hmm. more than my traditional basic charge line would keep up with to recharge the battery. Yes. So it's much more efficient, but you're still going to need to watch it. You know, okay. once you get to your site, go ahead and hit on shore power or generator. Yep. Okay. Man, I feel smart. You know, one thing that, that uh, Cody and I did just recently to my rig, just because of this situation, I was going to drive for about nine hours with my family and and I was going to have food in the fridge and, and all that. Um, we knew because of a previous trip that the even the com compressor fridge would start to draw down that battery. Mm -hmm. In your truck? Uh, in the trailer. In your trailer. We uh, we installed a DC to DC charger on the trailer and and a, and a separate charge line on the truck and that way more than accomplishes keeping that battery up to snuff during transit. I could take a uh, I could leave my refrigerator on in maintenance maintenance mode, not just cooling it off, but I could leave that refrigerator on and have a nearly dead battery. And in that nine hour drive, probably in just four hours, I could keep that refrigerator going and completely charge that 120 amp hour lithium ion battery on the road in transit. Okay. 
So, so that another was another solution. That was a solution. It's, it's it's not the same thing as just having a battery and refrigerator and a charge line. There is another component in there, but it works. Yeah, man, it works. Yeah, they do. So, there's that tidbit. For there, there's ways to make improvements. Yeah. So one other thing that gets mentioned when it comes to the 12 volt compressor is because you don't have all that venting and all the the heat exchange components on the back, you actually typically get quite a bit more space in the refrigerator. Yeah, they can make the cubic footage bigger. Mm. Mm -hmm. Which means more more space for the beer, more snackums, smackums, snackums, snackums. Yeah. Oh, sure. had some. Yep. All right. What else, Lindsay? What else you got? Um, you know, just things to think about if you're looking for an RV and trying to figure out what kind of fridge you want or what kind of fridge you need. Uh, which fridge is better for boondocking? Go. Mm. Come on. Ooh. Come on. Okay. Go. That's, a, that's a dividing line right there. Okay. We'll go. Um. Do you mean snap again? I kind of do because it's hard. A lot of boondockers still choose propane because yeah, they it's just going to be the lowest consumption for energy. Yeah, and and what do you do? You just carry two bottles, you switch them out, and you and, and I can't even imagine you'd have to be gone a long time to go through two bottles. Right. Okay, so that's my next question. What is harder, recharging your battery or refilling a propane tank? See, what else are you Solar. bringing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's this this is this, this is, is personal. Yeah, well, I this know. Personal, I know. Lindsay. I'm I'm asking you. <laughs> I'm asking you. If you are going to be in a place where solar is a viable solution, unlike where now is in the Ozarks, where solar was not a viable solution because mm -hmm. of the canopies those damn trees those the beautiful damn trees <laughs> but so if if i were going somewhere more sunny i would have been just fine with solar panels yeah i mean beautiful with my compressor style refrigerator no problem however i wasn't so i had the option i i would have to have run a propane system or brought a generator but i was camping where there's no generators allowed so the dc to dc charger off my truck allowed me to skirt the rules a little bit and use my truck as a generator got it cody yeah i mean i i think that uh you've got to plan your trip based off of your gear so like clint said you know the generator is a good option to recharge things but if you're staying in an area that says no generators you've got to figure it out. So you've either got to build it out big enough with what you're doing in mind uh, to last that period of time, or you've you've got to, it, it's just so specific to what everybody needs. It, it's tough to answer. How often do you need to defrost your fridge? I see some of the when fridges come with <laughs> those little clips that you like put in the door so that it leaves it cracked that is for storage yeah last thing you want to do is leave your refrigerator door closed completely mm -hmm. when it has goes from cold to hot and i'll tell you a situation where you really really don't want that is when someone spilled milk in the refrigerator yeah Clint, and, 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 it, and it got into the the seal in the bottom of the seal of the door and um that's bad i spilled kombucha in my oh that might be and, worse and it sat there for a while gross and it's like already rotten right it it's kombucha yeah. yeah but there's live cultures it's, in it so it's like rotten plus you're killing live I, cultures i had like a yeah a whole farm growing results. in there it was oh. disgusting Oh, that sounds um, like it. But yeah, okay. So 
when do I, do I just defrost it once a month? Which is when it gets frosty? I don't know. Well, I, it's it's going to vary depending on how often you get into it and how fast the frost builds up. You know, as the older they get, the seals around the doors it's start usually to get a, a little problem, weak. Right? Yeah, they start to get a little weak. Yeah. You'll start seeing frost a little more seal often. Seal or a sea lion? Seal. Seal. Like. Seal. Go ahead. Go ahead. Seal. I'm trying, no, I'm trying to think of a seal song. Uh, he's married Kiss to Heidi Klum. Oh, oh Kiss Kiss by by Rose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. <laughs> That's the song. Well, I. It left my it left my dome piece. Okay, um, what? <laughs> I, I just can't. I, I was looking at this and I just like kept seeing this term. <laughs> that, Clint must have typed that. No, I, I did, oh. and I'm proud <laughs> of it. I did not. So, do you know the muffin fan? The muffin uh, the fan. Muffin the fan? muffin fan. <laughs> the muffin fan. <laughs> no, what every. The, they kept saying muffin fan. You need to put a muffin fan in there and it'll make your fridge more efficient. What the heck is a muffin well, fan? Well, you know, to be honest with you, I've never heard it called a muffin fan, but they do make fans that, that go inside the refrigerator. Do battery you power? know the they muffin do, yeah. fan? They do, yeah. They're battery the paired. They make some that can be installed fan. and wired through the okay. back and everything. So there's different, different types, but it is to help with the air circulation inside the refrigerator Is that box. so you don't end up with frozen stuff at the bottom and hot stuff it, at the top? Essentially, essentially okay. it can help. For, do they with, work? They can't. They do, yes. The, the muffins yeah, but, like them. But they, do you know the biggest the thing fan? with especially absorption fridges that people have to be careful of is overstocking them oh so the the racks in there are slotted racks for a reason because all your cooling fins are at the top uh -huh. so that has to circulate in order for things at the bottom to get cold as well so your food is actually insulating the cool up top can. from getting to the bottom it can if you overstack it if you stick uh you know 230 packs of beer cans in there <laughs> chances are they're not gonna get that cold oh hmm. it's too full all right. Got to have air circulation. So the fans can help with that. Same on the backside for absorption fridges for helping the heat move through. Yeah. yeah. The tips that I learned to keep your fridge more efficient is, yeah, put cold stuff already in it. Mm -hmm. um, make sure your seal is good. I yeah. heard a lot of times people are saying, my fridge won't cool down enough. It's just that they had like old seals and you just have to redo it so that the cold isn't escaping the whole time. Um, you know that thing you do at home where you can't sleep, so you go downstairs and you just open your fridge and you stare at it for a while and try to find something to eat? Don't do that. Don't do that in your RV. Nah, no, don't. <laughs> just don't. Like, you just, need to know where it is. You get in, you get out. Yeah. I don't even let my kids touch the fridge in the RV because I know they will. I mean, they'll just stand there and kind of mess with things and then right. not shut the door all the way. And then our whole camping trip is screwed with no food, you know? Yeah. So anyway, tips to keep it running more efficiently. That's pretty much all I got. I learned a lot, though, I think. Me too. Yeah. And now no, I have muffin fans stuck in my head. Are you going to try that? Are you going to get one for your refrigerator to just find out? No, I mean, my fridge has always done really good. I've never had a problem with it. But you're going boondocking with your trailer sometime this year. <laughs> At some point, yes. Don't so. be afraid of the propane. I'm not afraid of the propane. Good. Boom. <laughs> That's not okay. Clint. Sorry. I, I mean, like, can I just turn it on just a little? <laughs> will, that, will that make it go like a little boom, not a big boom? 
Well, I do have another question about that. Don't now. This doesn't solve it because you this is yelled always, at me for bringing it up in the first place, and now you're going to keep I, talking about it. I has questions. Okay, I'm just want to make that clear. Obviously, you have the propane bottle. Mm-hmm. Okay, it has an on-off it's nozzle. Right here. It's right It's called a cylinder. A cylinder. Yep. <laughs> a yep. Bottle. And then, uh, and then you have a line, and then you have the on-off valve at the device. Yeah. Correct. Yes. At okay. the device, like the fridge. Yep. Fridge. What, stove, what about the regulator? Oven. Regulator. Okay. Where the the regulator is between the bottle cylinder and that hose that goes to the appliance. Right. Sure. Okay. If something should happen to the line or at the device where a leak is, it just happens real fast, right? Where are, are there any fail safe cutoffs that, that stop the flow? Bet- before it gets They're to the next to point? Where? Uh, at the pigtail and the regulator. So it should be two locations. Mm-hmm. Are you saying sometimes things don't work the way they're supposed to? Never. However, there's two and the pigtail is right at the bottle. Is that correct? Yeah. That's what goes from the cylinder to the regulator. It's like a Y, right? A Y? Yeah. No. I mean, if no, you have a dual changeover, something. maybe. But Oh, wait, wait. I guess so that's it, what I'm it, used it, to saying. It's a pigtail versus a ponytail. Can you... T- can you- Go into that I know, a that's bit. why maybe that's why I think it's a pigtail because know. it I think of it as like two. If it was one, it, it would be a, a ponytail. But pigs don't have two tails either. I know, but they're curly, and I think that's where pigtail came from is like like a pig's tail, and like little girls have like pigtails okay. and they're curly. Well, they're not curly, they're just straight. So it should be a ponytail. Are we talking about propane or? Hair, propane. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's got to keep us on track here. I digress. <laughs> I mean, I we've heard just of, a, they call them pigtails. We've heard of propane bottles. We've heard of propane tanks and cylinders now. And cylinders. Why don't they put propane in a box? Like wine. I want a box of propane. Probably because of the pressures required to keep it in that cylinder. <laughs> it does require a lot of pressure. So tell me how, because this is because why not chase the rabbit? It's magical. You get to eat different colored wafers and change size. Like what's her name? Alice. Alice. Okay. Go ask Alice. No, different Alice. Oh, different Alice. Okay. Um, so do you lose your train of thought? How exactly? It's a, a 20. It's a, it's a, it's a 10 gallon cylinder, 10 gallon cylinder, 20 pound tank. What is going on with the measurements and, and how exactly do you know that the tank is full? So is this new? Is this, are we talking about propane cylinders on this one now? I'm, I'm just, I, I have a question. So in the state of Texas, you we have it. to, we have to fill cylinders by weight, by okay. weight. And a cylinder can only be filled to the 80% mark. Okay. To leave room for expansion. Okay. Because propane expands when it's altitude or temperature or hot. Uh, so, so the <laughs> boiling point of propane's like negative two hundred and something degrees. Wait, propane's not a gas. Well, no, that's, well, okay, yes and no. <laughs> I thought Believe we were talking not, about it fridges. States. It changes states. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is a what? liquid under this pressure. Wood table in that is cylinder. not a gas. <laughs> <laughs> so in the tank, is it? It's it's both. It's, it's liquid and gas. Sloshing around in no, there. No. So when when the when the cylinder's closed off. <laughs> when a mommy and a 
daddy love s- each other very so it, much. It's, it's, a, it's a gas and a, and a liquid in, in there, so yes. it's basically a plasma? It's a glass. Are you trying to ask me if it's a... It's a, a Gickwood. <laughs> What's your language? I, what are we even talking about? Okay. I don't even know anymore. Okay. Okay, so so you met, you actually weigh it and you're adding by weight to the bottle. I've seen right. you guys out there with a the scale. What, yeah. What's the process here? Uh, I mean, the process is, is that the cylinder weighs so much per the manufacturer of the cylinder. Okay. We have to weigh our hose to determine how much that's going to add to it. And then there's a formula to come up with how much liquid propane actually gets pumped into it. Okay. You know, if they call it a 20 pound cylinder, generally it's around five gallons. Okay. Which will vary depending upon temperature. Okay. Now, propane has a distinct odor. Yes, that is called ethyl mercaptan. And that is not necessarily the smell of propane, is it? Oh, Captain, my No, that is a substance added to propane and natural gas, so it has an odor because propane is odorless. Which is the problem. Which is why they added ethyl mercaptan to it after a school blew up. Ooh. Yikes. Killed like over 300 kids. Oh, no. Mm Mm-hmm. So now so do you, you run your propane while you're, while now you, now you're you driving smell. down the road? So we're back to this? Absolutely. <laughs> if your stuff is operating the way it's supposed to, it's fine. Okay. So you would run your propane while driving absolutely. down the road? Clint, would you run your propane while driving down the road? I absolutely have, yes. Lindsay, would I run my propane? Yes, I would. Okay. Now, we may be three idiots to those who are listening. It's true. But that's what, what we three actually would do. Okay. Perfect. I don't even know what else to say. This has been so cool. I don't know. I feel like the conversation's gone cold. Uh, I have nothing to add. What? <laughs> you have taken my, you both what? have taken my job, my role in this podcast. What? When you're freezing me out. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for bearing with us on this topic of refrigerators and propane and whatnot. Don't forget, we have other shows that we've done. We've actually talked to microphones a <laughs> few times. shows. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can find those at rvsmalltalk.com. Uh, you can also just check in the backlog in your podcast player of choice. If you happen to be in Apple Podcasts, uh, do subscribe and leave us a positive review. It does help significantly. We do have a rally coming up in the fall. We only have a few spots left, I believe, but it is a rally here in Texas at the end of September. It is the Texas Tiny Trailer Rally. If you would like to rally with us, go look up Texas Tiny Trailer Rally, get the details, see if it'll work out for you. Any rig, it doesn't matter how big, how right. small, where you got it. Um, doesn't matter doesn't matter new used vintage right it's, homemade we have them all at the yep. rally so make sure you check it out uh you can go to texas tiny trailer or we have a group on facebook that you can join sure sure good people there cody thank you so much for joining us i know i pulled you away from uh just enthralling work absolutely happy to be here <laughs> you got to sit in the ac he's fine very good very good thanks everybody